Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered, the Trump administration will not cooperate with an impeachment inquiry. They basically said to the Congress, the hell with y'all. <laughs> we, you don't even have the authority to tell us to respond. Really. 
The family of Amber Geiger, a key witness, Joshua Brown, not convinced the Dallas Police Department are telling the truth about his murder, and they want an independent investigation. Montgomery, Alabama, folks, has elected its first black mayor after 200 years. We'll talk about Stephen Reed's historic win. Sudan has been in the midst of a political crisis since long-serving ruler Omar al-Bashir was overthrown in April. Why are the protests and killings still going on? We'll discuss it with the bishop from Sudan. Also, HBCU law schools are in danger of being eliminated. That's according to lawyer who has worked at many HBCUs, he will explain exactly what is going on. Plus, more from Tyler Perry Studios opening in Atlanta over the weekend. Lots of photos and videos. We got more for you. It's time to bring the funk. Roll the mark unfiltered. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the find. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Chicago breaking news. Uh, Mayor La uh, Lori Lightfoot has released the documents that show numerous Chicago police officers straight up lied when it came to the death of Laquan McDonald. Uh, a story that dropped, uh, uh, she promised, first of all, to, to during the campaign to release all documentation related to the shooting of Laquan McDonald. What we now know is that Chicago police commanders knowingly submitted reports that were absolutely lies. In fact, it's going to trip you out. One of those commanders actually uh, presented a report after actually looking at the video, knowing full well it was a lie. This is a story from WBEZ Radio in Baltimore. Go to my iPad, please. Lightfoot releases records on police cover-up for officer who killed Laquan McDonald. Uh, the story says the record consists of reports from Inspector General Joseph Ferguson recommending discipline for 16 officers based on his office's 2016-2017 probe into the police department's handling of the shooting. Now, the 16 officers investigated, including 11 officers that Ferguson recommended for dismissal in the alleged cover-up. Now, check this out. The officers included David McNaughton, a deputy chief of patrol at the time of the shooting, Eugene Roy, a commander in the Bureau of Detectives. Both of them retired before any discipline. This start story says that McNaughton, according to a 28-page summary, approved false rep police reports by officers even after he had watched the video, which contradicted key aspects of those reports. Also, another commander let stand reports containing materially false statements and conclusions despite viewing video of the shooting within hours of its occurrence and possessing ongoing knowledge of the investigation as it unfolded. I want to bring in my panel now uh, to talk about this. A. Scott Bolden, former chair of the National Bar Association Political Action Committee. Also, Lon Victoria Burke, NNPA, Monique Presley, legal analyst and crisis manager. Scott, um, his first of all, was interesting here. Uh, and to me, again, this is a problem when you have these sort of these, these contracts. Mm -hmm. 
for the officers to retire before any discipline. I believe, you know what, if you're all, if all of a sudden you're facing discipline charges, it's so like you should, you should be forced to stay on the force. There should be some way where they are impacting the pensions of these officers uh, when they lie. For these commanders to have seen the video mm -hmm. and then still lie, <clears throat> it also is an indictment of former Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel, who fought the release of the Kwame McDonald video because they knew what it was going to show. Mm -hmm. They were willing to allow these cops' lies to stand. Yeah. You know, the thin blue line is alive and well. You often hear me talk about my days as a prosecutor in New York, but the thin blue line is alive and well. The release of these documents, not for the new mayor, you'd never even be talking about this because it usually doesn't get released. One way to keep the police uh, honest and the police unions is to reduce their their ability or their success in lobbying for these state rules in, mo in, in, in 50 states because they are one of the strongest lobbyists ever that protect themselves. But the way you would fix what you just described as staying on the force uh, for discipline is at the end of each police report, internal or otherwise, make them fill that out on the penalty of perjury. And if they, if they leave the force because they know the hit of the hammer that's coming, then you can either prosecute them internally or prosecute them publicly vis-a-vis -vis the state's attorney's office for approving something that they knew was false. You clean up most police departments in a heartbeat, big or small. Lauren, that's the issue. If those officers know their pension is going to be affected, mm -hmm. that money is going to be affected, right. and that job is going to be right. affected, mm -hmm. I think over and overnight you're going to see a lot of this crap cut out. Because, but they know right now they can lie on reports unless somebody else reports them, unless somebody else says that that's false. Uh, that was, right. In fact, that was one of the newspapers, that, uh, sometimes the Tribune did, did an analysis, where that was a judge who reported officers to the, uh, the body that investigates cops saying, I know for a fact that these cops are committing perjury. He re he, the, the judge said they lie on the witness stand, mm -hmm. reported them, nothing was done, and then when the report came out, oh, now we're looking to it, and even that review board was not going to, the accountability board wasn't going to do anything. These officers, when they know they can lie, they will do it to get away with it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we, law enforcement is effectively a protected class. I mean, in most jurisdictions, particularly large jurisdictions like Chicago and New York and these big departments. Oh, the smaller ones are worse. <laughs> well, small <laughs> ones West to me Virginia. is like less, less <laughs> training, too, is also uh -huh. involved in smaller ones and less qualifications to become a police officer. And until you change that, obviously, we've talked about this a lot of times, and until you make the individual officers accountable or, in fact, somebody over them accountable, It'll never change. And we'll just have these large payouts to individual people that are, you know, are, are killed or harmed in some of the way by police. Uh, and the taxpayers end up paying for it over and over again. And that's the cycle. And really, it's a political cycle because, of course, they have so much political power over our politicians. Politicians generally do, do not want to get crosswise with law enforcement in any way or the unions. So it continues. And, the uh, reason, and you know what? The reason they, they settle these cases before the 1983 actions get uh, fully involved and the lawsuits even filed is because they don't want to create a pattern and practice of abusive right, behavior right, like right. this so that the right. ones that do get filed right. uh, will get dismissed. Right. Monique, there's one detective, Detective David March, according to this story here, helped approved and helped craft uh, uh, March's conclusions. This actually is one lieutenant um, who was in the chain of command, helped craft detectives' conclusions backing Van Dyke, who, of course, was found guilty of killing Laquan McDonald. Uh, uh, the IDs report accused this officer 
uh, Wojcik, uh, Anthony uh, Wojcik, uh, quote, uh, uh, bringing discredit upon CPD by overseeing and participating in an untruthful and properly documented and unprofessional investigation of the shooting and by improperly disposing of material evidence during the investigation. Now, one, the only reason we know about this IG's report being released is because Lori Lightfoot became mayor. Again, Ron McDonald was going to cover for these cops, like he did by fighting the release of that videotape. Rahm Emanuel. The only reason, the only reason this man got convicted is because that tape was forced out in the public and Emanuel did not want that to ever happen. I want a FOIA request. Right, and I'm <laughs> sure that mm -hmm. the lawyers who had have, are in a similar position to one I was in for over a decade did not want that to come out either. It's not just former Mayor Rahm out there by himself. Listen, when you do something like those officers did, that's a crime. It's not an administrative matter. So while I understand why people may want to try enforcement through pension, pension is something like your retirement or mine that's gained over time, and the people who actually end up suffering are their families. So I don't know if that is an adequate first line of defense. I it think, is. I think if you commit a crime, then the first line of defense is you being prosecuted for the crime that you committed. Do both. I think that, well, but but that's the thing. Yeah, but why not charge process, with conspiracy? Th but that's why I Said, but that's Dubai. what I said. If mm -hmm. you commit a crime, then what's supposed to happen is you get charged mm -hmm. with a crime, whether the crime is perjury, whether it's conspiracy, whether it's aiding and abetting and furtherance mm. of committing of conspiracy, right. whatever it is, right. you do that, Here's right? But there has to be process, Roland. What I'm saying is you don't just hold somebody's pension in advance and say, because we think you did something we can't prove or because we have this unofficial no, no, report. No, 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 no. Or because we have an investigative report that is not part of an official process, we're going to take from you what you earned for 20 years. No, 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 no. First of all, that's not what I said. What I said is if somebody is facing a disciplinary hearing, you allow that process to go forward, but you don't allow them to retire, and then, which when you retire, it shuts down the whole hearing. It's like, well, they've retired, we really can't do anything. So, for instance, General Kip Ward who's over the African Command, four-star general. There was an investigation in the Pentagon uh, where they concluded that he took improper flights to Germany, brought his wife along on different trips or whatever. When he, he was forced to retire and was bumped from a four-star to a three-star in retirement. That had a direct impact on what his pension was. So he lost one of his stars. What I'm saying is, if these cops know that if I lie on reports, if I make stuff up, I can't just easily retire and get all of my pension. If they know that their pocketbook is somehow impacted, that changes. This is America. If you want to get somebody's attention, mess with their money. As long as it okay. goes both ways, because what if it's the case that they're accused of lying, did not, and are fired a day before their pension, like just happened in the federal system with what's his name? Who's, who's suing Trump and the Trump McCabe. administration for it. McCabe. McCabe right. So you can't get fired the day before you're due to earn your full retirement. I got you. Based yeah, on why not just prosecute charges. them? I know, I'm you saying. got this report. The prosecute office, them. The office of Inspector General of Chicago prosecute, prosecute them. Van Dyke. Yeah, why would well, Lloyd they There's a reason. Because they're cops. Go well, so what? I, but I mean, they can't. The city of Chicago could this actually. This is blatant prosecute. perjury and a blatant cover. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Conspiracy, aid, and abet. 
prosecute. I agree, but that's the fundamental problem. That, again, you don't see that happen, and that, to me, is why folks don't trust these cops and when they sit here and lie. And that, again, that is a huge issue that we constantly see uh, all across this country. All right, folks, uh, when you talk about uh, also was happening across this country. Let's talk about the Joshua Brown case. The family of Joshua Brown, a witness in the murder trial, Dallas Police Officer Amber Geiger. Uh, the family was asking for an independent investigation into his murder. Now, Brown was found shot to death two days after Geiger was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Dallas Deputy Police Chief Avery Moore said that he was killed in a drug deal gone bad. Authorities confiscated 12 pounds of marijuana, other drugs, and $4,000 in cash from Brown's apartment. A lot of people are questioning uh, this entire case, but folks on social media are not buying it. Joining us right now is the, uh, the family attorney for, uh, in a minute, it's going to be Lee Merwood in a second. He's a family attorney for Botham Jean. I want to go to our panel here. Uh, Scott, what do you what would make of this? Again, a lot of people, I mean, trust me, you all over social media, folks are saying, wait a minute. All of a sudden, this guy's a drug dealer, and and it never oh, came yes. up during the case. It never came oh, up during yes. cross-examination. Black people love a conspiracy theory. <laughs> they love it. They got conspiracies about everything and everybody. I swear to God. Give me one piece of evidence, uh, empirical data, something that links him to him being shot by the undercover police or the undergirding police or some yeah, conspiracy other than the fact that he... Well, first, well, well, first of all, the, cons first of all, the conspiracy, Show me where it was the conspiracy folks will tell you you're not going to see that <laughs> if it's a conspiracy. If you investigate, show me where the two killers that they arrested for killing this boy, that they aren't drug dealers, that somehow there was some conspiracy to hire, to hire them to make it look like a drug deal gone bad. They planted the $4,000 and they planted the drugs in his apartment and, oh, he was just such a good boy. Lauren, he was what such a good Lauren, boy. What do you, what do you he was make, a drug dealer. What do you make Leave of so many Keep people being saying, I'm not buying oh. this story from Dallas Police I'm not Department. a big believer in coincidence. I mean, the woman, the woman, just let's lay out the facts. The facts are, she was sentenced on a, on a Wednesday and he was dead on a Friday. So? I mean, the guy is such a big drug dealer and it just happens dead. to get Scott, killed Scott, Scott, on let Friday. Finish. Just happens to get killed on that Friday? Just if, he, if he's such a big, notorious drug dealer, why was he dead two years Nobody ago? said he was big. Okay, so... He just went to buy drugs. The That's other thing about this idea of, of Joshua Brown is coming out in court, mm -hmm. well, why would it come out in court? It's not, it's not part of the case. It has nothing to do with the case. What do you mean, coming out in court? Well, well I mean, it, well, no, 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 no. Why relevant in the court case? Folks are saying... Conspiracy folks. The conspiracy people... The conspiracy people are saying, wait a minute, this guy was selling drugs... There's no way in the world it would have not have come out during the trial under cross-examination. Yeah, so Lauren, my, my thing, my thing is, it should just be checked. That's all. Investigate. Look into mean? it. Check Hold into on, it. Check Monique. Into who killed him and what? what Come on, Monique. I can't be that difficult. All right, no, no, actually, Monique, hold on, hold on. First of all, I want to go Lee Merritt, who's the <laughs> family attorney for both of us, John. Uh, Lee, you, make, you say because people don't trust the Dallas Police Department, you believe there should be an external or independent investigation into the death of Joshua Brown. Yes or no? Yeah, yes, that's exactly it. This is, what we have to remember, this is not people with tinfoil hats who are making these accusations. These are serious... Uh, fairly uninvested people who are saying something doesn't add up here. And they're not pulling it out of thin air. There's a common theme. There's a, a large contingency of people who says, well, why was this person, why, why would anyone target uh, Joshua Brown three days after he testified in one of the biggest cases in the country? Uh, and, and those people are not, are, are, I, I get that they are 
promoting a conspiracy, but these aren't the usual suspects for conspiracy theories. These are serious people, and um, and their concerns are legitimate. There is some nexus between um, how quickly he was killed as it relates to this trial. And this is a corrupt police department, one that was exposed as corrupt. You got one cop convicted of murder. You got a partner who's destroying evidence. You got a, a, the president of the police officers association who is actively covering up her crime. So it's natural for people to trust her. The system needs to take steps to ensure that the community can rely on the investigation. I think the best way to do that is to bring in an outside investigative agency. Monique. Hey. Was he a drug dealer? I, I can't confirm that. I don't know that. Okay. What did it mean when you said he was an entrepreneur? That he was buying property and using them as Airbnbs. Okay. Did the prosecutors have information about his prior record at the time of the trial? Of no, his no. instances of contacts with the law? No, they, they would have had to turn that information mm -hmm. over under Brady if, if they had evidence that he, he was somehow not credible because of his criminal background. The okay. only thing that and they did, knew was... And did the defense... The they knew was he was shot last year. Did the defense outside of the hearing of the jury try to bring in evidence that would discredit him and get overruled? Not at all. None. Okay. So who made... Wait, 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 wait. So, no, but I mean, Lee, obviously, I mean, you know, you know the ropes, so do I. I know what you're answering. I know what you're not answering. I don't blame you. My problem is that everyone is hinging now this young man's, to me, heroic act of testifying, and rightly so, based on whether he was or was not selling drugs on that night or prior. And it seems to me like you're saying the police department is suspect, and you're saying that the people who are accusing the police department and calling for investigation are not ones with tinfoil hats. But what about you? Because I know you know what needs to be known. Are you saying that this is something of merit that taxpayer money should go towards and that people like us of goodwill who want to see justice for Joshua Brown and his family, should we be fighting for this? Or is this one where we need to accept what the facts are and watch as this investigation unfolds? I was, ex I was having a conversation with Roland about this earlier, and I said I have a vested interest in the community accepting that, it's, that they can testify in court against a police officer and not be murdered for it. So I'm not I'm not part of the uh, of the group of people who are anxious to pin this to law enforcement because it would have a chilling effect on future cases where I call people to testify against cops. I want this investigation to reveal the truth and I want that truth for people to find this truth reliable and people are never going to believe the department that's implicated in the case. They're not going to rely on their conclusions. And right, so but the but the person the person who they're saying got shot while before Joshua Brown died, that person really did get shot, didn't he? I mean, I haven't seen him. There, the, there was the one who in the landed in the hospital, Lee. I mean, the the police are not making up these facts, are they? There is somebody in the hospital who gave the law enforcement this narrative, and he got shot. Yeah, he's in the hospital because in his, he was shot in his abdomen, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and and so and the information that they uncovered the 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 drugs, the gun, the money, all of those things are things that we can test, right? I mean, these aren't things that come poof out of the air. These are traceable, right? 
documents, so right? So if you have an independent investigation, that'll come out. No, no, no. You, but you don't <laughs> need an independent if, investigation. If you have an you just need if, an if, investigation. If Dallas is so pure, that right? will come if, out in Dallas an independent investigation. Dallas doesn't have to be pure. Hold on, Warren. Well, well, one second, one second. Hold on, one second, one second. Monique finished, then Lee, then Scott. Lee, my, my final question isn't really a question. It's more a, a plea, Lee. If, if you don't have any reason at this point to doubt the way the investigation is unfolding, please say so, because then that will help people of goodwill to settle this in their minds. I mean, you've done this for a long time, so has Scott. God <coughs> knows I have, and, and the way this unfolded, I was quiet when, when he died for a reason, because... To me, it's not preposterous that somebody would drive from Alexandria, Louisiana to Texas in order to buy that amount of drugs. You know, I got former clients who are sitting in jail for going East Coast to West Coast right now. So these are things that people who aren't involved in this part of the underbelly of the world don't know. I, ju I just wish that somebody would be very candid and say, hold on, y'all. Let's see all the facts. There's no reason to jump to conclusions Lee. that this was all a fraud. Lee? So all the facts that people will rely on, the, the real evidence that people should be considering, whether when they make up their mind as to whether or not this story is believable or not, all those facts are going to have to be provided for and presented by the Dallas Police Department, right. who have already lost credibility. So I'm saying, yes, let's get to the evidence. Yeah, and why not bring in a neutral party that says, we will now present the evidence? Well, because we don't have a dog in the fight. Because, Lee, you, you, the police department needs more than just... And I'm not... I'm preaching to the saved here. The police department needs more than just the suspicion from the community. Because, think about it. If there was something to this... You, you, not you, but the community would have me and others believe that as a result of his testimony and the police officer getting 10 years, that the police or the community or someone, some nefarious figures, hired these two drug dealers to sell drugs to this witness. There was a dispute. He met them. He was killed. Another part, one of the bad actors was shot. And then they went to his apartment, or someone went to his apartment, planted money, planted drugs, uh, and, and then came up with this narrative that, that make, basically made sense and made him a criminal. I agree conceptually that's possible, but I don't think it's probable. Lee, go ahead. You can tell me something else which will trigger the police doing a further investigation. Lee, go ahead. I can tell you that I had a conversation with the, the Dallas Police Chief, Chief Hall, asking her, begging her, really, to bring in another agency to do this. And she says, Lee, the facts are the facts. We can't go off the suspicions of the community exactly. and, and stop doing our job. And what I said to her was, the facts were the facts in the case of Amber Geiger, but you called in the Texas Rangers anyway right. because you were concerned about public opinion and you wanted this investigation to be credible when it went to trial. It's something that's commonly done. Why are you so resistant? Your resistance here makes it even more suspicious. Okay, but Lee, my factual scenario is very practical. And I understand what you're saying, and she could easily do that if only to, to comfort the community and give some level of, of, of perceived credibility or additional credibility. But the facts remain the same. And what's practical about all of this is that it's a drug deal gone bad. 
There's empirical data and evidence to support that. Okay. And so the community needs something else to put before the police to say, okay, something here doesn't make sense. Other than the time frame that says he testified, the white woman got convicted, and now he shot and killed three days later. I just think you need more. Not you, but the, the community or those who are looking at this need more to, to do more. But the facts would not change if uh, another investigative agency entered the scene. And two, two, two words, two names. Ramsey Order, right? So Ramsey Order mm -hmm. takes the video of Eric Garner. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he gets arrested. He's involved with the police. That's very he's in a though. He's in a correctional facility right yeah. now, gets out in December, yeah. mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's all a big coincidence that Ramsey Order is suddenly a, a, a criminal now because, yeah, because he got short. on the wrong side of one of the exactly. most powerful entities in the United exactly. States, which is the but, police but department. Lee, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Do you know if at any point uh, Joshua Brown asked for protection before, during, or after the trial? Do you know? Joshua Brown and his mother apparently directly told the state that he didn't feel safe testifying in this case. And it wasn't because if he was concerned about police retaliation. It was because he was concerned that people were after him. People were after him because... Was, the people were he, after him because of this case or other stuff? Because he was shot less than a year ago in a club. So he was shot... Right, because that was a shooting in November where he was mm -hmm. shot outside of a strip club. And so what he... Fe so his fear was not, I'm going to be all. targeted by Dallas police. His fear no, was that no, by no. me going public... Because of that shooting that took place, the altercation, that's what he was fearing. That's what his concern was. Okay. All right. Well, Lee Merritt, we'll certainly see what happens uh, next. Uh, first of all, uh, have they apprehended the two guys they announced yesterday? They've apprehended two of the three suspects. Well, first of all, well, one guy was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So that's one. He's apprehended. Right. And so there were two they announced. And so of the two they announced yesterday, one of them has been apprehended. That's right. Okay. All right. Well, we certainly will keep out on this case. Lee Merritt, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, folks. Uh, going to a break. We come back. We'll chat with Stephen Reed, the mayor elect of Montgomery, Alabama. The first time Montgomery, a predominantly black city, has had a black mayor in its 200 year history. That's next. Roller Martin Unfiltered. You want to check out Roller Martin Unfiltered? YouTube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real. It's Roland Martin Unfiltered. See that name right there? Roland Martin Unfiltered. Like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's YouTube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. And don't forget to turn on your notifications so when we go live, you'll know it. All right, folks, uh, right here, of course, uh, we're always trying to keep you updated on uh, what's going on, some investment opportunities. Well, you heard me talk a lot about uh, marijuanastock.org. We know that, uh, of course, the global cannabis industry is worth $340 billion uh, as we speak. It is a growing industry, uh, and things are changing quite rapidly, of course. Uh, it used to be illegal to grow hemp in the United States, but now the 2018 Farm Bill has been passed. It is now legal to do so. And of course, hemp is the cousin to CP CBD, uh, and you can't get high with it. But again, it is just as powerful and strong. So our friends at 420 Real Estate have a great idea, and that is they want to buy land in order to grow 
hemp. And so that's where their crowdfunding campaign comes in. The folks at 420 Real Estate have a deal for our Roller Martin Unfiltered family. That is the crowdfunding campaign. You could have gotten in for 500 bucks, but they've lowered it to $200. So you can give as low as 200 bucks all the way up to $10,000 to be a part of this crowdfunding campaign. All you got to do is go to, go to marijuanastock.org. That's marijuanastock.org to get in the game and get in the game now. Last night in the city of Montgomery, Alabama. We know Montgomery, of course, from the, the Montgomery bus boycott. It lasted 381, actually 382 days. Uh, and, of course, it uh, launched the modern-day black freedom movement. Well, last night, Stephen Reed became the first African-American ever elected mayor in Montgomery. What that means, folks, that right now in Montgomery, that there are black mayors in, in Alabama. There are black mayors in Montgomery, in Birmingham, in Selma, and I believe there's also uh, a black mayor in Huntsville. And so uh, that is a, a huge accomplishment there. Uh, Lauren, I was talking with some folks. They said there was 42% turnout, uh, the highest there have been. What still was interesting, though, is that black folks have been the majority in this city for a very <laughs> right. long time and have never had a black mayor because what you had is you had 8 and 10 and 12 folks running. In fact, in the primary, there were, I think there were like nine other black candidates who were running really? and then went to a runoff and, of course, uh, Reed got in and dusted uh, his opponent. Yeah. All I know, I know nothing about this particular jurisdiction or this race, other than that it's a historic his win. Was wealthy, <laughs> it was his, was, it was his Alabama opponent wealthy, wealthy, but it's Alabama, Alabama, and there's a mayor there. So right. <laughs> that's all I know. Well, that's well, great. But what's interesting, <laughs> but what's interesting great. though, what happened here was that <laughs> Montgomery, Monique, uh, is the state capital of uh, Alabama, and the Secretary of State uh, decided that, oh, we're going to be watching this election. Oh, right. <laughs> Just, Montgomery for no reason whatsoever. Like, why do you need to have monitors watching this all of a sudden? Because it's an uprising, obviously. I mean, it is odd, as you say, that all of these years we couldn't get ourselves together enough to at least narrow it down to three candidates of color as opposed to, like, nine black folks running for the same position and splitting each other up and giving it to the minority well, majority we gonna cut it person. Up. Every, yeah, we, we can all lead better than each other. It's, all, it's, it's our season. The Every Negro one of political us. problem. But I am, again, <laughs> as Lauren said, thankful and congratulations, <laughs> Mr. Mayor. Now, we got to put our arms around his brother and support him. You hear me? And make him successful. Black people got to leave the inauguration and dig in and support Montgomery. It's one of the fastest growing cities. They need technology help. What else? They're doing some real estate development stuff. I was reading about this brother who I think went to Morehouse and is a Kappa. I think. I can't say it for sure. But, but because of his success, he probably is, Roland. I know that bothers you, but the reality is this. We need to get down there and help him. And so you need to go there and help first him. All, I need any, to go and help him. First of all, Be any, successful. First of all, in, anybody. All right. Let's move on first, to the next story. First of all. <laughs> Let's just be real clear. Stephen, if you're a new football, let, let, let me know. Let, let, let a brother know. Let's just be real clear. Here we go. If, if we're talking about uh, great black mayors in the history of America. Oh, here we go. We, we're talking about no. Maynard Jackson. Yeah. yeah. We're, talking about, we're talking about Andrew Young. Uh, Alpha. Yeah. We're talking man. about Mary and Barry. Alpha. I mean, Boulay, man. we can no, go on Boulay. and on. We're talking about right now Sylvester Turner in Houston. Alpha. I mean, we can, we can go on. If you would that like to continue, the point of my we can comments. talk about Dutch Morial in New Orleans. Alpha. 
course, Boulay his son, man. Mark Morel. Boulay Alpha. Man. So we'll give y'all a couple. That's fine. It's about time y'all have the come up. No, Joining we, us right uh, now is the mayor elected uh, Montgomery, Stephen Reed. Stephen, it? how Do you I get doing? a chance to respond? I'm doing well, Ro. How about you? Uh, oh, so right so Scott's over here. <laughs> so Scott is claiming you as a Morehouse man and as a cap. Are those two things correct? He's half right and half way wrong. <laughs> and he's, he's, he's wrong on which one? Well, let's start with what's right first. Well, he's right on the, on the Morehouse part. He's totally. got the year right. He's got the year right on the frat part, but he doesn't have the colors right. So I'm, I'm, with, I'm with the Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated. Incorporated. Now, now, how, how embarrassing is it? How embarrassing is it to claim somebody hey, in your frat I'm, and they're not I'm in your frat? I'm batting 500. I'm batting 500. Which means, I'm batting 500. Which means your research is bad. Uh, well, no, I got it right on Morehouse. First, of, first and foremost, congratulations. Uh, what is your goal? Uh, what's your focus when it comes to be mayor? We want to be the best mayor uh, that the city has ever had. And we want to do that by investing in public education and by making sure that we are taking a 21st century approach to crime and public justice and, and really playing a more active role in our criminal justice reform movement from the municipal level. We think that's very important and we think it's an economic issue as well. And certainly we believe we have to diversify our economic base and kind of come from a government standpoint to one that is uh, more technologically driven and one that is more knowledge-based in the economy itself. Uh, and obviously, uh, when you talk about uh, the major cities in Alabama having black mayors, that is something uh, that is significant. Uh, how do you also begin to work together to ensure that your cities are getting the appropriate resources uh, from the state as well as from the federal government? Roland, I think we have to uh, do some knowledge sharing. I was just um, talking with Denver Mayor Mike Hancock a little while ago about, you know, pinging him a little bit on some things that they're doing in Denver and making sure that I'm not just kind of thinking from a local perspective, but we're thinking from a global perspective. And I think for those of us here in, in uh, Alabama, you have Randall Woodfin uh, in Birmingham certainly is doing some, some great things. So we have to talk about what's working, what's not, and what things may be uh, able to, to be utilized in our city that we can't utilize um, maybe in theirs. Uh, obviously, um, when you look at uh, the changes that are required, when you look at how uh, things are moving in Montgomery, I was there uh, more than a year ago. Uh, your school system, it is, is it still under state control? That's correct. Uh, and, yes. And, and, and we were there, of course, uh, trying to deal with my, my initiative, school choice is a black choice. Black folks there were saying, look, they want their kids educated, but to have the state in control of the school district, uh, that certainly uh, is a problem. No, it is. And, and I think as mayor, we can work with our State Department of Education to help change the intervention and get our school system from uh, state, state control. Right now, the issue is rolling is we have to make sure we're hitting those benchmarks. And we also have to make sure that our community is investing in public education. And right now in Montgomery County, we have some of the lowest property taxes in the state and in the nation, and we have the lowest revenue uh, going to our public schools. Now, that's not to say that money is a panacea for everything education-related, but it is helpful when we're dealing with a high-poverty school system to help these uh, students and their parents with wraparound <laughs> services, high-quality pre-K programs, and apprenticeship programs that really help young men and women who may not want to go to college but certainly want to develop a new skill or a trade. All right, then. Well, uh, Stephen Reed, uh, congratulations uh, on being elected uh, mayor in Montgomery. When is the inauguration? 
the inauguration is November 12th, and you're invited. Your whole show is invited. We'd love to see you down here. Come down. Let's have some discussion about not what only is happening in Montgomery, but what's happening across this country. Love all that you do, and I want to thank you for bringing us on the Time Join the Morning Show before anyone else did and bringing this attention to the national perspective. I really appreciate that and really appreciate all your work. Well, you know, it's always same thing happened with Justin Fairfax. It's always amazing uh, how these national media outlets uh, don't call black candidates before the election, but then all. But I'm sure they've been blowing your phone up trying to get you on today. Uh, and, so exactly I, right. and so and I appreciate uh, you uh, coming on uh, and not telling us, hey, I'll get to y'all later in the week because, uh, again, I'm a firm believer of those who are with you before the, uh, the camp, before the victory, uh, still there with you after the victory. So we appreciate that. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Thank you all. All Take right, care then. Now. Congratulations again, folks, there. Montgomery, Mary Leck, Stephen Reed uh, in Alabama. Going to a break right now. We come back. We're going to talk about the crisis in Sudan, uh, giving you an uh, inside look in terms of what is happening there. And then also we'll talk some uh, Trump impeachment. What the hell wrong with his crazy people? <laughs> you got Trey Gowdy, former congressman, who's now joining Trump's legal team, Oh, wait till we play the video when he was declaring, you should not withhold documents from Congress. Boy, they forget so easy. You're watching Roller Martin Unfiltered. Back in a moment. Support Roller Martin Unfiltered. Be sure to join our Bring the Funk fan club. Every dollar that you give to us supports our daily digital show. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real as Roller Martin Unfiltered. Support the Roller Martin Unfiltered daily digital show by going to rollermartinunfiltered.com. Our goal is to get 20,000 of our fans contributing 50 bucks each for the whole year. You can make this possible. RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. All right, folks, that's my frat, Gerald Albright there. We're going to be in Cabo November 7th through the 11th for the second annual Life Lux Jazz Experience. It's an unbelievable lineup of folks there, 14 different acts, including Gerald Albright, uh, uh, Alex Bunyang, Raul Madan, Shalea, Roy Ayers, Ernest Quarles, Johnny McClurkin. It's going to be an unbelievable gathering there. Of course, if you want to be able to go, uh, go to lifeluxjazz.com, L-I-F-E-L-U-X-C-J-A-Z-Z.com. But if you can't make it there, you can still... Uh, uh, get your live stream pass courtesy of gfntv.com. That's gfntv.com. Live stream pass, $10.99. You'll get access to all three days, 14 different acts performing at the Life Lux Jazz Festival. And again, the website you want to go to is gfntv.com. We'd love for you to check it out. I'll be broadcasting Roller Martin Unfiltered from there on Thursday and Friday. And again, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you can check out all of the fantastic concerts uh, there uh, at the li second annual Life Lux Jazz Experience, L-I-F-E-L-U-X-E-J-A-Z-Z-Z.com. And of course, to get the live stream pass, gfntv.com. All right, folks, let's talk some international news. Even after forcing out President Omar al-Bashir, who ruled Sudan for 30 years, thousands of pro-democracy protesters are still out in the streets. The humanitarian crisis triggered by the legacy of civil war and chronic underdevelopment continues to intensify in South Sudan, and a new wave of violence has left at least 4 million people displaced from their homes and 5 million that lack basic survival necessities like food, water, and shelter. We're now joined by Bishop Eduardo Hilbero Gusala, a humanitarian, peacekeeper, and a church leader from South 
South Sudan. Bishop, glad to have you here. Um, this is one of those stories that when you look at international news in the United States, does not get lots of attention. Um, and so how dire is this situation in the Sudan? Uh, thank you for having me here, and I apologize for my voice. Uh, I almost lost my voice this few last days. Uh, but I'm happy to be here and bring with me the stories and the pains and the worries of the people of South Sudan. Uh, South Sudan became a country in 2011. I went to secede from Sudan after a long war of conflict. And you have to know these two countries, since time memorial, especially South Sudan, never had its own government. And so the, the process of liberation were in many ways, including armed struggle. But above all, there was so much that was carried out by the church in advocacy for the rights of the people of South Sudan. And I want to take this opportunity to thank the people of the United States. If it was not because of you, we would not even have the South Sudan that we have at the moment. And so we were able to vote in 2011 to secede from Sudan as an independent country. That is to say, Sudan was predominantly Arabs, Muslim, and then South Sudan, African, Christians. And so now we, we got our independence. Like any other country, we were very happy, and also our, our, our friends, the United States, and those who helped us, they were so happy for us. But from nowhere, we got into conflict immediately after the independence, one year after, and which continues up to now. And so this conflict is actually a civil war. And you, we are ashamed about it, actually, because the war is actually between the people in the area and it's all about leadership. Let me also tell you that the people of South Sudan, nearly 90% of them do not know how to read and write. And so if you have to talk of a, a const, uh, constructing a country with all those necessary values that can make a country a country, it takes a long time. In fact, uh, interesting when you make that point, when I interviewed uh, Winnie Mandela, one of the things she talked about was when uh, blacks in South Africa got their freedom, she said what people didn't realize was the high illiteracy rate because those who were children who were fighting uh, uh, the anti-apartheid forces, they weren't in school. And she said, so they, all of a sudden they become adults, and then she said, we're sitting here and we're dealing with folks who can't read, uh, who can't write, who can't uh, get any of these jobs. And, and, for, and for a lot of folks... Uh, in this country, not understanding that this is still a young democracy when you compare it to other countries. Uh, and then when you talk about uh, only being uh, a country for a handful of years, Colin Powell made this point. He said it takes time to actually develop a country and countries need help. How is this administration, are they helping South Sudan? Yeah, well, I, I have to say the United States government uh, helped us to get the independence. And that was under, that was what year? Uh, 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 under uh, the administration of uh, George Bush. And I have to say that... They did or did so, so, so what year was that? Uh, no, that 2011, but the process towards getting the independence began around the time of uh, uh, George Bush. Right, Bush was president, but then you got independence in 2011 uh -huh. uh, when Obama was president. Exactly. Got it. Yeah, and then uh, what actually the issue of South Sudan was handled contextual. I mean, it was not 
it was like a government handing the situation to another government. It was not more like a Democrat, Democrats and a Republican, but I think it was a, a foreign policy to help the people of South Sudan. It's only up to recently when South Sudan got into problem, so the, the, the United government in a, in a diplomatic level pulled back and could not uh, get closer in terms of uh, diplomacy and helping the country. And on, on the basis that they say, okay, you people are confused, we helped you, and you are, you, you have, you are not showing up to what actually you fought for. And that's why, in fact, I'm here to say, no, you do, there's no need to give up on your son or your daughter when he or she goes wrong, because uh, you, this is your daughter. I mean, the United States still needs to be happy that this country has been born. And as you have said correctly, these guys who are now ruling the country were commanders in the bush. And they came out, they are now ruling. You get a guy who was fighting for 20 years, and he's a minister of foreign affairs, he's a minister of finance. I, what do you do? It is not easy to construct the country. Right. And so, anyway, I'm not saying this to defend the malpractices of the, of the people in the government, but I'm saying that there's a need, a level to be, uh, to support, to be closer to this government. And one thing that which is so clear, when United States absents itself on this platform, other nations come in like China. And when they come in, they come mm -hmm. in for, in the interest of business, and uh, like we have the natural resources, so we find ourselves going into deep depths that our the generations to come, 100 years to right. come, will, not, will continue to pay the debts for which they are not responsible. But, but that's the point I raised. So when Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State under Obama and when she uh, was warning uh, African nations not to accept Chinese investment, I was saying, well, hell, if U.S. investment is not there, look, nations need roads, nations need bridges, they need telecommunications, they need infrastructure, and China is saying, hey, we're more than happy uh, to provide those loans for you to build it, but what does China do? They want to bring in their workers. They don't want to employ the folks who are in those countries. Uh, and so, but the country is sitting there saying, we need the resources. And so, mm -hmm. is the United States offering uh, a level of assistance to South Sudan, uh, and, and how significant is it? Uh, it, it? I mean, in terms of what is being yeah. provided each year? Yeah, I think the level that they, um, they think they support is the humanitarian. I must agree. Uh, uh, consider this, that we get uh, humanitarian support from the United Right, States. but the problem there is, is always yeah. humanitarian support. Yeah, but what South Sudan needs is they need infrastructure support. Exactly. That, that's what they need. Exactly. And that's the real fact, as I said, um, uh, where I come from, and you know, we as a church, we, we find ourselves not only preaching the word of God, we try to provide basic services. And in all this conflict, we have managed as a church to bring out many Young men, over 10,000 men were fighting. We had to go to the bush to bring them out of the bush. Mm -hmm. But the question is, when you bring them out of the bush, then you need to give them something in return. Right. And if you don't engage them in a substantial way, they still go back there and take the arms. And therefore, there is a, that need of providing education. Right. If, and the livelihood and the skills that they need in order to, uh, to provide for themselves um, uh, necessary, necessary support. Any questions for so, our panel? I have a quick, well, I hope a, a quick question. Um, what, what are the top three things, in your opinion, the South Sudan needs to, to continue to make it a better democracy, to continue to help it grow and be better versus, you know, the civil war that's going on there right now? Uh, I think the, the one of the first things it needs is the provision of, uh, of skills. Uh, the closeness of the government of the United States to, to the government of South Sudan 
will be able to pass on the skills of governance uh, without, in effect, running away or when they don't do well, to keep on and forming the leaders and passing on to the values that are that make this nation a greater nation. Mm -hmm. And the second to that is, is connected is, of course, uh, um, education in all sectors. Because if we are talking of 90 percent of people who don't know how to read and write, then we need to empower these people through all the forms of education. Mm -hmm. Together with it is sustainable development. Because I've seen the young people went to the bush when I was in, interrogating them. They told me, Bishop, I went because one of the men said, if I go, I will pay you $100. I said, boy, you went only for $100 for, to risk your life and the life of your family mm -hmm. and everybody. This is because of poverty. So then I think if the government of the United States can be able also to invest, we don't have the investors from the from United States. Mm -hmm. I know, of course, there are values that this country will need, the security, the environment, in order to invest in such a country. What about the NGOs that are there? Are there NGOs that are working there to, to give you the kind of those three categories of support? I think most of the NGOs, they are more on the humanitarian. Okay. Right, and, which and is... It's more, they call it sustainable, in the sense that you give and tomorrow you continue giving. You need the U.S. government to invest in those three areas yeah, to support the, the South Sudan. Yeah, but the, the government of the United States, like now, there's one success story that had actually happened in where I come from, that we started the process of peace, building peace among the people, mm -hmm. and where we brought out these thousands of young people fighting. And then we were also able to rescue over a thousand child soldiers and women who were actually abducted were in the in the rebel uh, rebel group. Mm -hmm. Now, what has happened is that we brought peace in the area. USID found that the place has become peaceful, and they've come in and they've started a program which they call a recovery and a resilient program. Mm -hmm. And this is already uh, a sign where they would need to invest in activities that can make the people sustainable. The problem is that they need to trust the local uh, bodies. There's a high bureaucracy. You can't access the funds. Right. And it is so high that you you will see, they will talk to your millions, but you don't feel it because the bureaucracy is so high. There is a need to encourage them to come down to the grassroots to help the people who are actually doing something already successful. Yeah. And I must say, like, I'm being supported by one of the small organizations here, but I will not call it small because of what they do is Sudan Relief Fund. is. Um, a non-profit organization, very credible. They've been able to help us in emergency and uh, and uh, support, relief for the people, but also education mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and a process of peace. And this organization uh, is is credible in the way they do their work, and uh, I've seen the, the result. One of the schools I'm running, which is a secondary school, uh, two years back got the best result in the country, and I have four of those students here in the United States. Somebody got out their result and then I don't know I even I don't know who is that but pick those kids here to be to, to learn mm -hmm. these are success story among many mm -hmm. which I think there is a need to, to support us to help us right. uh, come out of the problems that we have. I got a couple of minutes left uh, is that compassion is that the organization or no, it, it's called the Sudan relief fund okay. yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. all right then uh, any question Lauren I uh, know uh, so uh, if, if folks want to assist help uh, where can they go? Yeah, if they need to help, um, there is a, this organization, the, uh, the website is, um, uh, uh, 
Um, yeah, the, the website which they can use of Sudan Relief Fund is, uh, um, I just lost it even. So the Sudan Relief Fund? Yeah, it is uh, sdnrlf.com. sdnrlf.com. All right then. Uh, and again, all right. Uh, Henry, I'm pulling up in a second. Go to my, um, go to my uh, iPad, please. Give me one second. It's loading. Uh, this is the web page right here, folks. Uh, SDNRLF. SDNRLF.com if you want to help Sudan Relief Fund. Uh, Bishop, we certainly appreciate it. Thank you so very much. Uh, good luck in uh, uh, trying to uh, build a uh, young nation. Thank you very Don't much. Don't you want to invite right. Roland to visit I you in South Sudan? You, I invite you to come to South Sudan. And to bring his panel and, with him? And bring the panel with you. <laughs> and, and then see for yourself. Scott won't be coming. Be go, go ahead. Go ahead. Because he is believing. Really, in fact, we need your help. <laughs> and I'm talking of that kind of number of people who do not know how to support themselves. And it's not only South Sudan. You know, I bought the Congo and Central Africa. Mm -hmm. It's a jungle, and people come in and exploring only minerals. Mm -hmm. And and the, the people remain in extreme stone age poverty. You, if you see, you can't believe. And I think tears will fill your eyes. to you see that in this century, people still live the kind of life that we are going through. All so right. I appreciate your time. Thank you for allowing me to come, and I'm sorry my voice was... So good. Awesome. You're fine. Thank you. And I uh, hope that I come again. Thank All you right, so Bishop. Much. Thank you so very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. All right, folks, we're going to go to a break. Real quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk Trump and impeachment. Do they just not give a damn about the Constitution? Nope. You're watching Roller Martin Unfiltered. You want to check out Roller Martin Unfiltered? YouTube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real. It's Roland Martin Unfiltered. See that name right there? Roland Martin Unfiltered. Like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's YouTube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. And don't forget to turn on your notifications so when we go live, you'll know it. <laughs> hey, folks, all right. Uh, Trey Man. Gowdy, former congressman of South Carolina, is now joining the outside <laughs> counsel of Donald Trump in his uh, impeachment uh, inquiry. Uh, th now, of course, the Trump administration has basically said, the hell with Congress. We're not telling you, we're not giving you any documents. Ain't nobody testifying. We, as a matter of fact, we just find this whole process to be illegitimate. But here's what Trey Gowdy had to say. When he, when Obama was president, when it came to withholding documents from Congress, Trey. The notion that you can withhold information and documents from Congress, no matter whether you're the party in power or not in power, is wrong. Respect for the rule of law must mean something irrespective of the vicissitudes of political cycles. The notion that you can withhold information and documents from Congress, no matter whether you're the party in power or not in power, is wrong. Mm. You know what? <laughs> Roll that back. <laughs> I'm going to play you out one more time. Uh, this is Trey. Go ahead. You can withhold information and documents from Congress, no matter whether you're the party in power or not in power, is wrong. Respect for the rule of law must mean something irrespective of the vicissitudes of political cycles. 
The notion. The, it's the tunes. Right now. Go ahead on, Kurt. Now, my man Derek McGinty, longtime journalist, uh, shared with me a few thoughts that he had when it came to Donald Trump and impeachment. Here's what Derek had to say. President Trump's been getting away with so much for so long, people have begun suggesting that he's some sort of political genius for whom the old rules no longer apply. We should have known better. The reason Trump can do what he's done is that many of what we thought were laws governing our leaders' behavior, turns out they were mere customs, unwritten rules that everyone pretty much followed, mostly because they'd be too ashamed not to. But Trump, of course, is completely without shame. So he's been completely free to indulge his maniacal selfishness. The reality is that if something would be good for Trump, well, Trump can rarely see anything wrong with it. Pay off a porn star? Sure thing. Make use of oppo research from a foreign country? Who wouldn't? Pressure an ally into investigating a political opponent? Well, that makes for what Trump called a beautiful, warm, nice conversation. I believe that's why Trump seemed a bit nonchalant about releasing the transcript of that warm conversation. He literally had no idea there was anything wrong with what he said. In fact, he seemed to think a quick look at that transcript would clear everything up. It's a crippling blind spot that just may have finally caught up with our president. You know, Shakespeare said, your greatest strength begets your greatest weakness. And while utter shamelessness is a superpower I think most of us would rather forego, make no mistake, it has served Trump well. But at the same time, it just might topple his presidency, even if he can't see it. But Lauren, <laughs> they've like, ah, Congress, you're irrelevant. Constitution doesn't even say you can do these things. Yeah, okay. When it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. They have a huge problem. They have a huge problem with his uh, approval rating, away. and they have a huge problem with a poll that just came out, I think it was today, actually, that shows that 51% now, uh, and this is a Fox News poll, 51% now believe that Trump c should be removed from office. That's a first. <laughs> that has mm -hmm. not happened before. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the only thing that can derail and mess this up is the bad comms job of the Democratic Party, which is typical of, you know, a problem that they keep sort of having, which is that they get something served right up on a silver platter <laughs> and they can't execute it. You saw that bad execution when Corey Lewandowski appeared before uh, the House Judiciary Committee. You saw then uh, Jerry Nadler disappear and Adam Schiff appear out of nowhere because mm. Nancy Pelosi, who's not the best at comms, but she's a lot better than she used to be, uh, realized that there needed to be somebody who's the face of this effort in the same way Peter Rodino was the face of the effort during Watergate, and it has to be somebody who can articulate these things really well. Now, of course, the Trump administration serves things up well, but that trade Gowdy video, they just got to run that thing over and over and over and over. You found a better one, didn't you? Here was the statement from the press secretary, Stephanie Grisham. I love this one. Not the general counsel, I love the White House. These partisan proceedings are an affront to the Constitution as they are being held behind closed doors and deny the president the right to call witnesses, to cross-examine witnesses, to have access to evidence, and many other basic rights. Uh, <laughs> we'll get there. Stephanie, <laughs> um, hmm. about the eighth grade, maybe it was the seventh grade after taking Texas history, we were taught the Constitution. We were actually taught that impeachment is written in the Constitution. We were also taught that the 
House conducts impeachment and the actual trial is in the Senate. I'm just saying, that was eighth grade. That was a little while ago. I don't know what school you went to, but to say that these partisan proceedings are an affront to the Constitution, it's in it. It's actually in it. But, is it, but, that, that, <laughs> that, but that, that doesn't... Like, do they need a Constitution with pictures? No, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. They don't care what the document. Oh no, I know says, they don't care. But the, but the reason it is it is it is much simpler than this. The reason why I knew my mama had the authority mm-hmm. to whoop my tail if I talked back mm-hmm. is because if she said to me, "The next time you do that, I'm gonna whoop your tail," mm-hmm. and I did it. And my tail got whooped. Mm-hmm. Now, my dems love them. Subpoena means if you serve it right. and the person doesn't come... And right. ignores it. Then what happens next? Right. We go arrest your Madam program. Marshall, right. Madam Person, right. Madam Chair, right. bam, 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 dear judge, marshals, but they have Step to do back. it. They have no, to but, do it. But, you, right. but we've waited so many right. times now. Right. No. Right. And to, to the point, no, I so release, I hey. release him yeah. from do all responsibility right. for this foolishness right. because if a bully gets to keep being a bully, a bully is going to do what a bully does until what we say is in that right. constitution right. They find out because that document is only paper if there's no authority behind it. What Pelosi wants to do, Pelosi wants to say, okay, we issued subpoenas. She then wants to go to court. No, no. No, 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 wait, wait, no, 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 wait, wait, no, 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 no. I'm telling you, her strategy is we're gonna go to court, and the courts are going to affirm that we have these rights. And I'm like, you don't have to go to a court to affirm rights that are clearly stated in the U.S. Constitution. This is not like... No, but she has to go to the court to enforce the subpoena if they didn't show up. That's why he didn't show up. If he had shown up and refused to answer, they could have stepped him back. I'm just talking about parliamentary procedure. I understand that. I'm I'm disagreeing with you because you're not wrong. They could do that. But if you don't show up, pour it into an obstruction charge... Put it in the articles Hold of impeachment. Right. That's obstruction. Right. Right. Well, obstruction. Hold on. Hold on. Put the articles of impeachment together. Add that and vote. They have the Texas. They have the, uh, the the summary of the call. They have the whistleblower. They have a more than enough witnesses. Right. And if they don't show up and they obstruct, then that's, that becomes part of your articles of impeachment and vote it up and down. And by the way, Article 2 gives them complete authority and power to define 
how they're going to be do the right, people. They it's... don't tell you the procedures, but they define. And they that's why she's saying they don't have to vote. But right. I agree with Warren. They, it's ha it's getting added into the articles of impeachment. Then Everybody do knows it. that. But what, it should look, be I agree done with by Warren, though. Right. The polls can is what's going to make the difference. You can fill it out if you like. Go to court. They don't have enough will. You can have all of the authority. They're trying to get good will. The political in the White House is not going to comply. They need the will of the public. You can have all the authority and all the constitution you want if you don't execute it. And and Corey Lewandowski should have been in handcuffs. Exactly. That right. was all nonsense. Exactly. That was all nonsense. And there's nothing stopping them except them. The fear of the Trump voter, the fear of the red states and he the swing districts. They have to they let that go. I know that they have to let that go and they have Lewandowski to Lewandowski punked him. Right. right. But he showed right. up and he answered the questions. He gotcha. just gave no, foolishness but, answers. No, my point is, they have to this call the today That's is what I'm saying. Yeah. And, 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 and again, this whole idea that Nancy Pelosi has, if, if we just keep waiting and the public's going to come around, I go back to Nixon. They've come around. Nixon the public is coming around. around. No, 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 no. Follow me. My point is this here. Nixon started mm -hmm. with the impeachment proceedings at around 65%. Right. Everybody forgets he was reelected right, in 72. <laughs> they started at 65. When that got down... To the end, <laughs> my man was in the 20s, drip, drip, drip. high yeah. 30s. You know why? Because the public watched right. testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony. And you're right. Every time one of his folks, when he says, oh, no, this person, uh, executive privilege, who didn't even work for me, and it's like, you refused? Guess what? Cameras, y'all come with us. We're going to drive to their damn house in Virginia. We're going to drive to their crib in Maryland. We're going to visit them in the Republican National Committee Club and going to walk in with some cuffs and do a damn perp walk, and it's real simple. Mm -hmm. You defy the subpoena, you're gone. Exactly. He, here's the deal. Stop if, complicating. If I, if I am subpoenaed by the DA and I go, and I release a statement mm -hmm. saying, I do not recognize your authority. Yeah. You got as an unfair process. As a district attorney, mm -hmm. I find this process to be unfair. <laughs> I find it, the proceedings to be wrong-headed. I find this to be shameful. By the time my ass hits sin, <laughs> their ass will be at the door, exactly. and my black ass will be led off to jail. Damn right. In cuffs. They will take my cufflinks off, and you my should. damn belt, my watch, and everything. And they would wait should. till your show started. And I can, they would come in and do it. Right. Yeah. Don't forget right. well, your well, shoe that's what take they would do. Yeah, if, if I had shoestrings in these shoes, <laughs> they would take those. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, and they keep saying, this is just doggone shame. This is just doggone shame. This is just shame. Another damn tweet by Nancy. The level of gangster is deep, right? You've got, yeah. you've got, you've got go DOJ, you've right. got the attorney general involved yeah, in this, right? right? But, right. but they have to you, meet them. You got the, the Department of Justice. Of I know. Who told I know. a federal judge? Unbelievable. Right. Unbelievable. That's the record let me was wrong. Let me translate what the federal judge went. <laughs> wow. Y'all trying that bullshit? And let me tell you where thing, it's going to get they, real. No, it's going to get real in the Southern District of New York. Because oh, that thing with well. the taxes, first of all, the Southern District of New York does not care no. about Donald Trump no. and his gangsterism. No, but here's, okay? here's the problem. But the, other, here's, the other thing is, no, though, no, that SDNY oh. is still governed by Bill Barr. 
Okay? They still gun by bar. Trust me. What's going to happen, what's like gonna happen like in New York? always act like What's going to happen in New York? The problem in New York like is right. the state attorney general mm. and the Manhattan DA, which who don't ha they don't have right. any, Someone any in DOJ. New York is mm -hmm. but, but getting back to Pelosi, they've got to pull the trigger. They've got to pull the trigger. is the right... <laughs> I know, right? The right day with the right subpoena. Right. Who's going to be Judge know, I know, Sir Who's going to be Judge We right. all know who it is. You just got to make sure that they're there. We know who the judge is for this. <laughs> who the judge? I'm not going to say. But everybody knows who the judge all is. All I'm saying is, <laughs> I'm saying is, you're talking about a bully. When you punch right. one bully, that's right. you need one person that's right. just going to bust his ass in the mouth. And I don't know why they you won't. You need the to damn arrest won't. one damn person. That's right. And you go... Oh, oh! Y'all gonna keep? Mm -hmm. Y'all gonna keep? The way we're gonna do this. Say, you gonna keep playing me small? Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Watch I do a perk walk with your boy mm -hmm. and see what happens. Let me slap some cuffs on Hope Hicks. But they have people cooperating. No, happen. they would never do that to her because she's cooperating. Because she has fully cooperated and she's no, she continuing didn't. to cooperate. No, she she came to she's Congress has privilege. fully. Listen. No, she. The Democrats and need to let their hands. She has cooperated. Hey, but, but she but be leaving in cuffs. Right I'm not sure why they're not leaving Matter of fact, I'm going to let do in state court. I'm going to sit the bailiff right behind your ass. Right. Because Matter of fact, right behind you. And they work. They need to make an example of someone not That's everyone. what I'm saying. Step on back. Make an example of somebody. No, because he was there in the chair answering the questions. You need someone who is refusing the subpoena like today. Fine. Fine. Arrest somebody. That's not going to happen to the Dems let their hands go. You know the boxing term? <laughs> Let your hands go. Start punching. And for whatever or reason, they won't. Swing, right. swing, swing. Swing, there, right. There, there's going Why to be... is there so much Here's hesitancy? I'm going to hit you. Yeah. I'm going to hit you. Yeah. What okay? Here I come. Healthy. I'm going to hit you. And he's slapping okay. you with, he's slapping you saying, hit me. Hit me. And she won't swing. Swing. He likes you. Okay. That's right. She's going to swing. No, that's what, that's what he's doing. Exactly. This man, this man. Well, they don't have any choice, though, because it's a fait accompli. She's going to so swing. They're playing their last but, hand. But, but the point, Lauren, is, he just said this score. You ain't going to do a damn thing. They like, okay. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Here it comes. Here it comes. She's going to swing. It's a matter of when, when. It's when and who she are the only people. When trust. and now. She She's going to win. And I don't now. blame her for that. Who, whomever, well, look, do it. Figure it out. That, that, that judge, uh, that judge uh, Judy Mean. She's going to swing. Hurry up. Hurry up. Make an example out of these thugs. He's the thug in chief. All his fellow thugs know it, and they run around like a gang and just running amok. It's time to put them in check. Mm -hmm. All right, folks. Uh, Tyler Perry opened his studios uh, over this weekend. Huge deal, of course. We talked about it uh, on Monday and Tuesday as well. And uh, he's been dropping photos and videos of the huge celebration. It is so much stuff. I say, look, every day we're just going to show y'all uh, more stuff. And so uh, here is more photos from Tyler Perry Studios' grand opening this weekend in Atlanta.
know, that's actually a video that came from Ava DuVernay's uh, Instagram stories. Uh, I would have shot some video, but let me tell you something. Tyler told everybody on Saturday, you can only take pictures on the red carpet. You couldn't take pictures anywhere else. Uh, and that's why on the inside, folks can take photos. So when we got on the trolley on Sunday, they didn't know what the hell the rules were. So we were like, we ain't taking the damn thing. So, you know. But <laughs> right, it was, right. It was, owning your content. Like, right, no, right. like, nobody <laughs> would. I'm right. like, everybody on the bus is like, I ain't, I ain't shooting the damn I thing. Want to, I, ain't, but I, ain't. I ain't trying to get escorted off. That's right. Because they were real clear. Uh, and so you figure, like, if Oprah or Ava shot something, you know, they might get a pass. Everybody else was like, we ain't getting no damn pass. And so that's what happened there. Uh, there are many other photos, of course. Uh, they're releasing, uh, but it's uh, so the houses you saw there. If you see the show, the has and the have nots, uh, and uh, another one of the other shows. So when you see those homes, normally when you watch a movie, they have the the outside of a house, but that's really just it's just the external uh, shots, and then normally the inside is actually shot on the set somewhere. Where actually what they did is those are actual homes built to code mm. in the land. Those are actual homes, mm. bedrooms. They, I mean, they're actual homes, and so that's a, that's a, a neighborhood. And then also on the property, they had, uh, that's also part of the National Register, so they could not dest destroy a number of the other homes that are on uh, this it's property. It was a military base. Uh, right, right. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was a Confederate Army base, mm -hmm. and then became a military base. Mm -hmm. Then it got decommissioned. Love and it. so they could, not, they could not tear down mm -hmm. these, these, these older homes, but they, but they were able to go in and completely gut the inside. And so I was talking to Terrell Whitley, uh, my frat brother, CEO of Liquid, Liquid Soul, and Oprah stayed at one of the homes on the property. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when uh, Pastor Shirley Caesar, when she spoke uh, the Gospel Brunch on Sunday, she said, she said, this ain't a movie studio. She said, this is Tyler Perry City. <laughs> She's like, this right. is a city. Right. And actually, right. and when you and when you go, just like mm -hmm. when I went to Fort Knox, I mean, Fort Knox is actually Fort Knox. It's not like there's a city Fort Knox. It's the fort. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same thing. You go in this place and they've got store, they got uh, they got a grocery store, uh, they got cosmetic, a beauty homes. a beauty salon, uh, they got Parts. homes. Mm -hmm. uh, Tyler announced he's gonna build a compound mm -hmm. on that acreage. Uh, for LGBTQ uh, teens who've been uh, who've been uh, run out of their homes and women who've been involved in sex trafficking, mm. uh, and create a place for them to be able to to get their lives uh, back uh, on the property. So I mean, it's just it's just an amazing. How big is the property? More than three hundred acres. Land mass. More than three hundred acres. So it's larger. Oh, okay. It's larger than the Disney, 20th oh, Century yeah. Fox, yeah. Uh, and I think Paramount. Larger than their lots combined. So if you go to Los Angeles and you go to the Paramount lot, you see this big sound stages mm -hmm, and everything. Mm -hmm. But look, LA landlocked. But bottom line is, but you could take those studios and put them on this land and still have 60 acres left. Wow. You know, I, I was, I was listening to some interviews that he did, uh, one with Gail King on CBS, but also in some print media, where he talked about how for years and even now, Hollywood ignores him. And so what is I'm paraphrasing now, he said, Hollywood ignores me, so when you get ignored, you build your own, if you will. Yes. And this testament, this this build out, this uh, opening was just a real testament to what he's built and will continue to build, doing good in the community, yes, but also it's kind of his 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 thumb in his nose at Hollywood saying, I can build my own. And there are um, a lot of lessons in that. Well, Welcome yeah, to my table. I, I would say I would say a thumb, but I would also say you can call it an F you. But you can also call I was it. Trying a, to clean but, it up. No, but you also say is, is mm -hmm. that I'm not going to spend mm -hmm. a whole lot of time begging you. Right. I, I, I keep telling people this story. People keep talking about his TV shows and the TBS deal. Mm -hmm. Everybody forgets. Tyler Perry had a development deal with ABC. Mm -hmm. He was shooting a pilot for ABC. 
They sent notes back saying, hey, um, really think that you're using Jesus a little too much. So could you just take all those extra Jesuses mm. out of the show? Mm -hmm. And Tyler was like, okay, I'm just going to leave. Right. He literally walked away. Now, you're told, are you crazy? You had a development deal with ABC? And he was like, yeah, but I wasn't going to let somebody sit here and tell me. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you spent all I'll... your time arguing instead right. of creating your own thing and controlling mm -hmm. your own content. Well, because of Issa Rae, when she had a development deal okay. initially, I think it was with ABC. Mm -hmm. What happened there was there were so many notes being given, and she's like, okay, 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 that her original vision completely right. was gone, and guess what? She never got picked up. Right. Yeah. So she had to, she said she went, when I interviewed her, uh, and folks, y'all go to our YouTube channel, you can watch this interview. Uh, and she, 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 she went back and she regrouped and she's like, you know what? I'm not doing that again. Right. And so when she did Insecure, her deal was she was more secure saying, no, 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 this is my vision. This is what I'm going to do. Right. right. And the show becomes successful because it, she adhered to the original vision. And I think what's important, your point about if if they are not going to say, you know, come to our table. I mean, I, I, I tell people straight up when this, when News One Now got canceled, when I said, I'm going to do this here, when we did the state of our union. So what happened was uh, we get canceled December 2017. Trump gives his state of the union address in January. Uh, Frederica Wilson announced she wasn't going to attend. Maxine Waters announced she wasn't going to attend. And I'm like, no, we got to do something. We got to do something. And so what I decided was, I said, I'm going to launch this show. I did. I was in makeup, and an hour from going live at Shi at Shiloh, my phone rings, and it's Tyler Perry. And Tyler Perry calls, and he said, "Man, I'm watching you on YouTube, bro. You are the absolute truth." He said, "Please," he said, "Man, you're you're our voice who's speaking truth in this way." He said, "Please tell me." You're planning something. And I said, as a matter of fact, I am. Now, mind you, Tyler Perry didn't have my number. I ain't have his number. Mm -hmm. I was sitting here, you know, we would see each other on the red carpet. We never even had a conversation longer than five minutes. Right. And he's, then I told him, he said, he said, and I love it that it's independent. Right. And so even now, so when people come up to me and they say, man, why don't I see you on MSNBC or CNN or Fox? I said, guys, look. It's all about content control, narrative they, control. I have to wait for them to right. call me. And they, and they so I said, so, like, like, there was a point in 2017, in 2015, MSNBC was calling me constantly for Morning mm -hmm. Joe. And right. all of a sudden, call stopped. Right. Mm -hmm. Trump gets elected. All the shows are blowing me up for right. four months, mm -hmm. four and five times a week. And all of a sudden, call stopped. Mm -hmm. And then it's been intermittent since right. since then, like I might get a call, I might it might be two months, it might be one month, it might be three, four months. Mm -hmm. And so why am I gonna sit there and it's like, man, I got all this stuff to say, we can do this here, but I'm waiting on them. Waiting for I'm waiting on them to give look, I got the TV one show mm -hmm. because I was sitting in John Klein's office at CNN and they had promised me a show, and then after I filled in for Campbell Brown in 2009, they said, uh, we're not going to launch a show. And they claimed it was about advertising. Well, I know that was BS, mm -hmm. because Southwest Airlines, the guy who was over the Tom Callahar over their budget, had already said, we're going to be your primary sponsor. Mm -hmm. I brought the advertising to the table. Mm -hmm. so, the, so, so the point there for people who need to understand, we could have easily sat there and just waited mm -hmm. for them, like, well, hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll you know, they'll, they'll, they'll come around. No. We're going to build this, and then we're going to keep building it. Mm -hmm. We're going to keep building it. And that's what you have to do. And I think for a lot of people, 
They're looking for, let me be real clear. Validation. White validation. <laughs> I got to say that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are looking for white validation. They're looking for validation from these other networks. And I told y'all the other day, and I sent the commentary to Tyler, and he loved it. Black people. Tyler Perry's commitment to black people and the black consumer built that studio. Mm -hmm. Those were black. He didn't worry about crossing over. They said, Chant, no, 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 Medea mm -hmm. is for this audience. Now, the rest of y'all like it, too? That's fine. And that it shows the power of the black consumer. And I just hope black people... The reason I keep showing y'all these photos and these videos, I need black people to see that it was not a black, creative, talented businessman who built the studio. It was the dollars he earned from black people yeah. that built the studio. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. And that he remained committed to his black audience on top right. of all of that. So he didn't walk away. He didn't take the money and walk away. Right. He took the money and reinvested in them and continued to put out product and content. Instead of being a said, small fish in exactly. a big pond, he created the pond. And right. He, right. he said, I'm going to build my own pond. And he can do the old... got to believe in yourself to do that. It's right. about the content and the mm -hmm. control of the narrative and the control of the content mm -hmm. and the ownership. That's it. No, if I you mean, don't that's... have that, you are always on somebody else's playing field, that's no matter it. what. That's it. And that's why... That's why, and all of y'all who are watching... I keep trying to tell you this, and y'all think I'm crazy, and y'all sitting here mm -hmm. saying, oh, my goodness, you know, here it goes again. But <laughs> no, here's the reality. The reality is, if we don't construct our own show, then we're asking them, can y'all talk about the Joshua Brown story in depth? Mm -hmm. None of these networks, not one of them, are going to have that conversation about South Sudan in that amount of time. Ain't gonna happen. Not one of them are gonna have the conversation that we had in depth yesterday with a brother who was a state representative in Missouri who left because of PTSD. And so we have to understand that, but you gotta fund it. I'm not selling you a movie. So you bought tickets to go see Medea. What we're selling right here is a daily news show that nobody else is doing. I'll do the roll call. TV One ain't doing it. BT's not doing it. Aspire's not doing it. Clio's not doing it. BT Her is not doing it. Own is not doing it. Revolt is not doing it. They're airing The Breakfast Club, but that's not the same. And uh, you have uh, Bounce. They're not doing it. Eight networks are not doing it. Essence is not doing The Daily Show. The Source is not doing The Daily Show. Like Enterprise is not doing it. The Grio is not doing it. The Root is not doing it. World Star Hip Hop is not doing it. Media Takeout is not doing it. Bossup is not doing it. We can go down the line. So what's the problem here? We do not have daily access to information that's targeted to us in the way that we're presenting it. We don't have a place where African Americans, who they have not already decided, oh, we're gonna use you to come on and hone their voices. That's why this matters. Tyler dedicated, it's not just those studios, people at no sound mm -hmm. stages. He created his own walk of fame for the people who he first gave them their movie shot. Mm -hmm. so when you go to his studio, he has his own walk of fame. So Denise Boutte, Zulaha Neno, and many others, they have their own stars of people who got their shot 
by being in his movies. Mm. And so the same thing, and so we have to think that way, and to Lauren's point, it's the content, and do you own it? Do you control it? Mm. I'm gonna end this this way, but y'all need to understand this, how we're gonna close the show out. When I was at CNN, Winnie Mandela came to the United States. And you gotta remember, she was not allowed to roam freely in the United States because she was still on uh, the United States watch list. So she was in Birmingham at a black church in Birmingham. And CNN calls me. They couldn't know, they couldn't get any, out of all those anchors and reporters and correspondents, nobody wanted to go interview Winnie Mandela. So they asked me. So I fly down to Birmingham. We're waiting forever. I got a flight to catch. I'm like, man, when she getting here? So she comes in. We have 15 minutes. So she sits down, and we do the interview. And interview's over. Great. I fly out. Police escort to the airport. I get out of there. It goes to Atlanta. I get a phone call a couple days later. Uh, we're watching the uh, we're watching the uh, interview. And uh, why didn't you ask her this question? Why didn't you ask her about uh, the tire? Was she got convicted tires around the neck? I said, Why in the hell y'all didn't do the interview? <laughs> mm-hmm. I asked her what I want to ask her. Right. If y'all wanted her to answer a certain question, one of y'all should get the interview. They said, we're not going to run the interview. I went, fine. I hit John Klein, who was the president of CNN US, and I said, John, I want the tape. They're not going to run it. I'm going to run it on my TV One show, Washington Watch, this weekend. I got the tape, took it to the CNN Washington DC Bureau. It was a big ass reel, y'all. It was like a, like a big, it looked like this, a big blue, blue, blue box. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I need y'all. I said, to uh, pop this sucker onto a digital file and give it to me. We ran that on Washington Watch. When Winnie Mandela died last year, we were in Memphis doing interviews for MLK 50. And I was uh, interviewing Randall Robinson, Reverend Jesse Jackson Sr. We live streamed that interview. The only reason you saw an interview of Winnie Mandela and me discussing her legacy is because I said, give me the tape, and we ran it on TV One. The point is this. We can't ask somebody else, will you please tell our story? Mm-hmm. You gotta create your platforms first. And you gotta control the content, which means you gotta fund it. So if you're buying two tickets to go see a Medea movie and it costs you 20, 25 bucks, all I'm asking you to do is spend the equivalent of two tickets or four tickets at 50 bucks to support Roller Martin Unfiltered. Because it also has to remain independent. That is the difference. Tyler is not controlled by a single studio, by a single television network. He's able to create the product in his vision in terms of how he wants to do it to serve the consumer. And that's what our goal here is, Roller Martin Unfiltered. So go to RollerMartinUnfiltered.com, folks. Uh, We want you to, of course, uh, utilize uh, Cash App, PayPal, Square to do so. This is what this is about. I'm not interested in asking any other network for permission to talk to and about black people. We can do it ourselves, but we can't do it without you. If you're watching for free, understand this ain't free. Staff don't work for free. This equipment is not free. That $5,000 encoder I just bought, that sucker was not free. We need your support to make it happen, so please do so, RollerMartinUnfiltered.com. Tomorrow, another example of what happens when you are free, you can cover your people. I will be in Atlanta tomorrow. Reverend Dr. Joseph Lowry turns 98 years old. Three years ago, we were there for this big award ceremony. 
He told his daughters, I don't want no award ceremony. I want a party. And so, tomorrow night at the Depot in Atlanta, I'll be broadcasting live not only the show from there, but I'll be broadcasting the program as well from Atlanta tomorrow. Friday, I'll be in Denver at the Potter's House, Denver. For our school choice is the Black Choice Town Hall. And so, folks, that's what happens when you control your own platform. And as the first black newspaper said, we wish to plead our own cause too long have others spoken for us. We don't need nobody speaking for us. Support us in what we do. I got to go. Holla! From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.